Hey y'all, welcome to the JRK Podcast. This is Jordan Robert Kirk, and I've had one crazy week. Uh, last episode, Eschatological Ranch Rodeo Airman with my buddy Chris Morgan. Uh, it was really enjoyable, and it worked out perfect because we finished stripping cotton the day it came out, and I have been slam since then fed four gigs thursday friday saturday sunday we went up to amarillo i think i posted some pictures and video about that and uh then we had set three separate private events friday saturday and sunday it was an absolute blast um just gonna keep plugging if you do want to buy some merch for Christmas gifts please get those orders in as soon as possible I know that um, pretty quick here they will not get here in time for Christmas so get those orders in jordanrobertkirk.com if you want a cap or a shirt or a vinyl record you can contact me directly and if you're in the Lubbock or West Texas general area, we could probably get it to you much quicker in time for Christmas. Um, I think that's it. So I'm going to talk a little bit this week about uh, a topic that I am very adept at, which is uh, trolling. So this week I'm gonna talk about the case for trolling. to talk about trolling and uh, I, I named the, the podcast the case for trolling um, in part because I've been I've been debating on uh, whether my conduct on social media um, in person and uh, shoot over the phone I guess those are the only ways I really communicate I've been wondering if my conduct is fitting for an ambassador uh, for Christ. And I know I've been uh, very uh, sorry. I know that uh, I've been very Christian lately on this podcast and it wasn't exactly my intention but um, I've always been very upfront about my faith, and I hope that uh, y'all understand that, you know, it is my goal to um, share my faith, uh, my music, and, you know, everything I'm interested in. And I apologize, my voice, I've had a long week, so I have no idea how this is going to sound. Uh, it is pretty worn out, and so this is just what I got left. <clears throat> but yeah, I was thinking my conduct may or may not be fitting for an ambassador of Christ. Um, you know, you think about the qualifications of an elder, and I believe First uh, Timothy maybe, and uh, you think about uh, you know the qualifications for uh, deacons and uh, acts and, and things like that, and, and you know men in the church who are leading, men who are. 
um, up front in the church. And as somebody who does occasionally lead worship at my home church at Redeemer and um, fill in around West Texas uh, as a worship pastor and is often on stage a lot of times in bars singing country songs about beer and everything else. Um, even though I am a performing entertainer and I will sing about things that you know may or may not be uh, real to my life, you know I think about uh, I always think about how my conduct is fitting, and especially lately on social media, um, I haven't had as much patience. I, I it reminded me of um, it reminded me of. Back in the day when I was at First Baptist Lubbock and I went to Florida, I believe it was Panama City Beach, and um, I went to Florida and we were we did street evangelism basically at night, but it wasn't really that. I think that's what I assumed it was. So I came full and ready and prepared. As y'all, some of y'all may know me. My family jokes that, uh, you know, I could argue with a fence post. Um, I was also in Lincoln Douglas uh, LD debate in high school for the majority of it. And uh, I don't know if I did it all four years or not. I can't even remember. I think I did it two or three at least. But I do like to argue uh and as a Christian who grew up in the church, um, knew my testimony, knew the Romans Road, which is sort of a way to share the gospel through the book of Romans. Uh, but I was also a big fan of apologetics. So here I was, 19, 20 uh, years old, on a spring break mission trip. And we were going around just basically giving drunk people rides was our thing. We weren't really partying. I mean, we weren't partying at all, basically. Uh, at night, we were there just to make sure everybody was safe, and that was sort of our ministry, was just giving rides, uh, giving rides to people who, you know, may have gotten separated, or maybe they just wanted to go to another party, and they saw our signs, or they they heard about us, and called us, and said, hey, come pick me up, I want to go to another bar, and we would even do that, because, you know, we were just taking care of people, and um, make, making sure they were safe, and a lot of times, the opportunity presented itself to share the gospel. And, uh, you know, some of the most combative people uh, against being uh, being shared with, uh, you know, being preached at or, you know, being Bible bashed, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever euphemism or whatever you want to use. Some of the most combative people are former Christians. Uh, clearly, you know, that, that, that checks out. Of course they would be. Um, I remember we got out of a, we got out of a van and I was talking to this guy and he was sort of had two different girls on his arms and, uh, you know, I was just a young spitfire. He was clearly a little bit older than me. And, uh, he just starts talking about evolution and, um, you know, Oh, shoot, I probably shouldn't share my views on evolution. I'll probably drive a lot of y'all off. Oh, whatever. Well, I'm when it comes to evolution, when it comes to creation, you know, the whole debate, Christians believe, a lot of Christians believe in a young earth, um, and then evolution would clearly suggest the earth is uh, 3.8 
billion years old or whatever, and then what the universe is 14 billion years old or, you know, something like that. And that's sort of the modern scientific take on it. And, you know, I kind of ride that fence pretty hard, but, you know, my my allegiances and, and my my trust is in the Word of God, is in the Bible. And so if it came down to it, I would say, well, God created the heavens and the earth. That's all that matters to me. Uh, and, you know, I sort of, I've sort of fallen on all sides of the evolution debate because, uh, you know, studying science and engineering and math, and I never really had any in-depth biology in college, but I did in high school, and so I was familiar with it. Um, so I've, you know, obviously investigated over over the years and, you know, heard the best arguments for and against it. and uh, But, you know, I always kind of say, you know, science changes constantly. It's, different now than it was 100 years ago and 200 years we might be talking about something completely different but the word of god hasn't changed in thousands of years uh, we know that for sure we have ancient manuscripts and then we found the dead sea scrolls as well uh, for the old testament and a lot of the intertestamental works and things like that and so anyway obviously that's where i fall but back to my story about panama city beach and street evangelism i guess I remember arguing with this guy till I was red in the face. And, and actually, may, we may not even talk about evolution. We, you know, I think uh, he had heard some arguments, but I knew them all. And to this day, I know more of them because I sort of obsess about these things and I want to have an answer. That's First Peter 3.15, always be ready to uh, give an answer to those who ask for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Um, you know, that's my, my goal is to always have an answer. And if I don't have an answer, to be honest and say, I don't have an answer. And maybe that's the best thing you can say a lot of times. But, uh, just to wrap this story up, I argued with this guy till I was red in the face. I don't remember exactly what we argued about. And I had people in my group just standing there kind of shocked. And, uh, not that I was willing to argue with them. Some were just shocked that I knew all that. And they were just like, how do you know all that? I don't know any of that. And I was like, well, I read. I know I said earlier in one of my episodes, I'm country, but I like to read. And I, and I do. And I, at the time, that's all I did. Now I listen to podcasts and documentaries and YouTube videos as well. Uh, but at the time, yeah, I read a lot. And, uh, you know, I knew these things. And they were just like, man, that's good, but... You kind of got to wonder how effective that is. You got to wonder if, you know, if your arguments, even if they're great, are falling on deaf ears. And, uh, you know, I am not a, I'm not a uh, thoughts and prayers guy, although of course I am. I believe in the power of prayer, but if somebody's hungry, I've always been convicted, go give them something to eat. Go get them something to eat. Give them what you have to eat. One time, when I was in college, I left Walmart over there on uh, Avenue Q. Uh, there in Lubbock. And that's kind of notorious for, you know, being on the poor side of town. Uh, a lot of homeless people, druggies in the parking lot. And this lady walked up to me and asked me if I had, uh, she said, spare change for food. Spare change for food. And I just remember thinking, huh, I couldn't even understand their spread change full food. And I was like, oh. And I just bought uh, 
a huge deal of chicken nuggets. And I ate like one of them, but it, was, it wasn't even open basically. It was closed and it was hot. And I was like, dang, she needs food. I handed her my box of chicken nuggets. You know, it wasn't very big, but it was a box. And she just took it and looked at it and then handed it back and said, that's okay. I was like, I thought you wanted food. She's like, ah, I guess beggars can be choosers. But uh, anyway, that's me. I I want to. I want. I'm a doer. You know, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving yourselves. You know, like I, I wanted to apply what I what I knew, and I think that requires action. Nine times out of ten, I am not a guy to sit on my hands and do nothing. And so when somebody told me that I didn't need to argue with an atheist, with a, you know, the technical word is apostate, somebody who has uh, tasted and seen and, and um, been exposed to, been around, lived in the Holy Spirit, possibly. It talks about that in Hebrews 6. I want to do a whole podcast on Hebrews, Hebrews 6 at least especially. Because a lot of our modern debates fall on that chapter. But, uh, yeah, uh, this guy was a former believer. And what was, what was I doing arguing with him? You know, I, looking back now, he, you know, he was, he was the, the, the idea is called straw man, where... Um, Rather than attack your opponent, you create a man adjacent to him out of straw with ideas that misrepresent him. And then you attack those, right? Because a man made out of straw can be taken down with a strong gust of wind. And so that's what this guy was doing. He was strawmanning Christianity. He was strawmanning what I took personally was me, my belief, my Jesus, my God. He was strawmanning me. And so, you know, I was just like, listen here, you know, and I went off on him. And he would answer, and then I would tell him, and then he, and he, as, as is the case with somebody whose arguments are built on killing straw men over and over, they devolved pretty quickly into, well, you know, into sort of nonsense. And um, I was just, you know, quoting stuff back to back to back, not even necessarily scripture, sometimes just books and apologetics about scripture. And, um, and you know, how, how effective was that? Did, did he, was he frustrated? Was he, he was drunk, okay? This was 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. We were arguing in a parking lot. Uh, he was a lot bigger than I was. I've never been anybody to back down from somebody who's twice the size of me, three times the size of me, if that's possible. That'd be a pretty big old dude. But uh, I'm not a very big guy myself. But I've never been one to back down. Uh, I don't know why. It just never crossed my mind. Never would. And... Uh, but I guess the question becomes, when is it fitting 
you know, what is it fitting to argue with a man who is clearly hurt? He was hurt by the church. How many of us know people who would still be Christians if not for a pastor who abused his station, not for a youth minister who uh, abused a girl in the youth group, uh, either, you know, consensually or not. You know, she's underage. It doesn't matter. Um, Somebody who, a pastor who moved off. And when you missed him and you called him and he didn't answer, you know, he... He's like, well, I moved on. I got at another church now, or uh, you know, a father, a mother, uh, a spiritual mentor who was also a Christian, and they hurt you. They pushed you away from the church. Now, all of those examples, I'm sure we can all identify with at least one of them. Okay, and that is that hardened heart the Bible talks about. Um, you know, the, the, the Bible talks about that, you know, God hardens hearts sometimes, uh, oftentimes, and, and that he is still sovereign in these people's lives. And so I think there is a time where action is not required. As I mentioned earlier, I am a man of action. I am going to uh, pound sand you know, burn rubber, uh, knock the dust off, knock the rust off. That's me. And yet, sometimes the hardest and most uh, masculine and strong thing you can do is nothing. Sometimes, uh, you know, and really, I'm, I'm fixing to get into into some scripture here, but uh, you know, a harsh, a harsh answer and, and turning away wrath and a soft answer turning away wrath. You know, which one is it? Well, it's definitely not harsh, you know? And so if you, if you answer fire with fire, everybody's going to get burned. I really should have looked up a few more Proverbs than I have because I'm sure I'm going to quote some of these wrong just from memory. Um, but I do have one here. And this, I think it's the most instructive I am going to make a little bit of a case for trolling, but mostly the uh, the title is a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek, if you will, um, uh, facetious maybe, saying that, you know, maybe there is a time to troll. Maybe there is a time to argue with an atheist, uh, an apostate, somebody who has been legitimately hurt by the church. Uh, I'm in Proverbs 26. Uh, answer a fool. No, let's, sorry, I'm going to start in verse 4. Verse 4. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Okay, that's verse 4. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. I know there's so many ways you can interpret this. And uh, I'm sure there's many more intelligent men that have interpreted it in a way that that may, you know, make my way dumb. I don't know. And I'm sure I've heard this is not original to me, but it's sort of a pattern I've been seeing uh, when I do argue with people. Because I argue with people in person. I will argue with people at bars. I'm out a lot at bars because I play country music in bars. And I'll argue. 
And a lot of times that's the best place because at the end of the day, you're like, all right, let's just have a drink. You know, let's just, uh, let's go outside. Let's go shoot some pool. Let's, let's watch the band or, oh, uh, that night I might be the band. Man, I got to get up here, man. Thanks for coming out. You know, hang out, yell a song at me or something, you know. Um, but so uh, verse four, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. But I think that's talking about that time where you have somebody whose heart is hard and maybe they are attacking a straw man. They are, uh, making nonsense, um, making nonsense arguments, you know, and it says, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. So should I respond with a nonsense argument? Uh, maybe that's one example. Should I, should I straw man evolution? Should I say evolution's just dumb because a monkey is my uncle? You know, that's a straw man. Uh, that's not a legitimate criticism of evolution. That's a um, poor understanding of it, you know. Uh, or... And do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Uh, so that would be sort of at his level. But perhaps you could also uh, you could also apply the meaning of answering him at all. Does somebody who's hurt in a parking lot, in Panama City Beach, Florida, two thousand eleven? Um, is somebody like that gonna hear a valid argument? Am I answering a fool according to his folly? Am I casting pearls before swine? Say if I answer, if I if I respond legitimately, you know, I think there's a time for that. And that's why I, and, and 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 that's where I'm gonna get to my point of the most important thing here is discernment. Uh, because the very next verse, which a lot of people forget about, these verses are right next to each other. Y'all read Proverbs. I used to read a proverb a day, every day, from middle school all the way to sometime in college, and I stopped, and I probably should go back to it, because it's it's just nuggets you need to think about. And you can find new meaning in them all the time, like I'm doing right now. Uh, verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly. <laughs> So verse 4, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So is there a time when uh, I think of haughty, H-A-U-G-H-T-Y, uh, egotistical, uh, arrogant. Is there a time when maybe that guy that I'm arguing with needs to be reminded that... Uh, there is a God, and he is not him, you know, answering a fool according to his folly. That's where, that's where I'm sort of going to make my case for trolling, actually. Um, and, uh, and then the, the perfect example of this is, I probably should have thought of, a, of another argument that, that somebody would make besides, I keep going back to my Florida example, but, uh, you know, say on Facebook there's a there's sort of a bingo card of bad of bad arguments um you know if god real why bad thing happen you know almost it's like such a great argument uh or 
if God real, why am I gay? Or, you know, like obviously that's a whole can of worms right there. Uh, if God real, then, uh, gosh, why bad thing in the world? You know, I think that's the one I already said. Anyway, arguments that have legitimate answers, uh, they're very elementary. Um, and maybe they need, maybe they need a philosophical answer. Maybe that somebody is looking for that. And in that, in that case, you answer him according to his folly. If you, if there, if it is a legitimately a fool, F O O L, and he asks a question, it could be in earnest, even though it's often not. It's often very elementary, and he's never moved on from his uh, questioning God phase in, you know, middle school that a lot of, a lot of people have in a post-modern secular America, uh, living on the corpse of Christianity that was founded on. You know, it's not really a Christian nation anymore. We all kind of know that. Um, a lot of people have these questions. And if maybe they have that question, they decide that day in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, stop believing in God. Well, uh, you know, maybe those are the people you need to troll. Those are the people who you need to post a gif of, uh, of uh, you know, Tommy Boy, fat guy in a little coat or something, just doing a dance like, okay, buddy, you know. That's I love trolling people in that way, just posting a random gif. And uh <laughs> because I do want to respond to them, but I'm just like, man, I don't even know if it's worth my time. And then sometimes it's somebody legitimately saying, if God's real, then why does you know, why a bad thing happen? Why did my 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 mom, my dad, my friend pass away young? Why is cancer a thing? You know, why is uh and, you know, those are all very deep and, and sometimes questions that a uh, majority of us are not equipped to answer. And, and even though me and all my arrogance, which I admit I can be arrogant because, I, like I said, I like to read. I have, I have a lot of answers, often poorly applied, uh, often, you know, maybe I'm not trying to troll and I am trolling because I'm given an answer that's so poor that uh, they think, oh, wow, this guy's an idiot, you know. Somebody says, you know, if God's real, then why do we die? You know, why is there evil? Uh, you know, that would be a case where I would say, you know, gosh, man, that's that's such a good question. Do you really, do you think we could get together sometime? Because uh, that's something that I have thought about so much. Uh, and yet I, ke I keep coming back to my faith. I keep coming back to the fact that... Uh, you know, that I am a sinner and God died for me while I was still a sinner uh, so that I could become righteous through his death on the cross, through the death of Jesus. You know, maybe and they may be like, oh, you're an idiot, one of those Christians, you know, or, or whatever. And it's like, you know, I mean, that that may be true. Uh, I'm, am I Am I going back to... Answering a fool according to his folly. His folly is that, you know, I'm an idiot and a Christian. I don't think you can be a Christian and an idiot. Uh, you know, you can be a, uh, you can be ignorant and put your faith in God um, almost blindly. Because, yeah, it's faith. It is, it is hearing the truth, uh, the Holy Spirit changing your heart. And uh, you come into faith in God. 
That, that's, that's, you know, a very, very, very basic understanding. You said, let the little children come to me, you know, to have the faith of a child is, uh, you know, how we can enter the kingdom of God. So all of that is legitimate. Uh, and so, you know, I, I guess I make the case. We live in a, in a, in a world that's so connected. And I, I talk about this so much, I, don't, I can't even remember exactly if, uh, if I've talked about it on this podcast specifically or not. I'm, I guarantee I have, but uh, in, in one way or another. But, you know, we're so connected to a fault that uh, we have conversations all the time that we would never have been able to have. I'm a farmer, you know. When they put radios and tractors, when they put air conditioning in tractors that often, you know, nowadays, if it's working in the summer, you know, constantly, then you got it made. It doesn't always work. Radio doesn't always work. You know, you might be in a bad spot because it's still way out in the country. But in the past, guys in my station, in my position, in my profession, would never have been able to have conversations, been listening to podcasts, uh, you know, listening to audio bible uh you know i will call up buddies uh, and if you want to if you want to do if you want to talk to me sometime about some of this man reach out this is literally what i do sometimes i'm driving for hours on end two three four five ten miles an hour back and forth in a field and uh you know i'm paying attention but sometimes i just want to talk you know and i'll call people and i'll talk to them for an hour about whatever just buddies of mine who that's what we do and um but that connectedness that the telephone the cell phone affords that connectedness that uh social media affords um you know it has it has pros and cons and uh a lot of the a lot of times it leads to disingenuine interactions uh it leads to me dropping a gif underneath a really stupid question and I don't, I don't use the word stupid stupid lightly you know I'm I'm man and I and I make stupid questions too no don't get me wrong I I ask them and uh yeah often they're they're dumb um but at least these disingenuous interactions and a lot of times the best interactions are in person the best interactions are between uh, friends or potential friends. I've actually made friends with people who I've argued with on Facebook till we were both red in the face if we would have been in person. You know, we probably might have been going on for days or hours at a time because we're both doing stuff and can't be on social media constantly. I've argued with people on Twitter, you know, to a fault. I know it's, yeah, I don't even, I don't even need to go there. Twitter is very uh, interesting, and there's a lot going on there, but it's not necessarily for your friends. It's for just chaos, people who like to entertain themselves with almost pure chaos. But um, now now I'm getting on a little bit of a tangent, uh, but it's almost been 30 minutes, so I'll wrap it up. Yeah, my case for trolling is this, if I wanted to, to, to put a bow on it. Um, there's a time and a place for everything. I'm going back to my Ecclesiastes uh, purpose in life episode. Uh, you know, there's a time 
and a place for everything under heaven. Do not answer a fool according to his folly if you're going to be cast in pearls before swine. Do not answer a fool according to his folly if uh, that's not that. May not be what he needs. He may not need to hear a good argument. Sometimes he just needs a hug. Sometimes he just needs uh, you to say, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not me. That's not my Jesus. That's people who misrepresent my Jesus and my, uh, my God, the Word of God, the Bible. Um, verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. You know, I think majority of us are not too often going to be put in a position where you have somebody so arrogant and yet so wrong. It does happen. And how often is it up to us to be that person? I, I would say not very often because um, we need to have that humility to say that, uh, you know, how often are we going to be the wise person? We need to be ready for that. We need to be. Um, asking God for wisdom, we need to be studying, we need to be uh, in the Word, listening to podcasts, uh, talking to friends who we know are more intelligent than we are, at least in certain areas, and maybe you could help them in other areas. And You know, we need to be doing those things, but um, those very rare instances, yeah, you need to answer a fool according to his folly, you need to put them in their place. Uh, and then... And then occasionally, you know, I think that's where trolling comes in. I, I know that's sort of the topic that I told, said I was going to talk about, and it turned into, you know, more of a spiel on every time you don't. But that rare instance where, you know, sometimes you just need a, if you're in person, sometimes it's just like, okay, really? You know, sometimes it's it's a joke or it's, you know, changing the subject because, because, uh, you don't want to dignify such a stupid comment with anything but changing the subject or derision, derisiveness, a joke, you know. There are times and places for that. Uh, so, yeah, y'all read some more of Proverbs. This is in Proverbs chapter 26. And, uh, yeah, man, so much wisdom. Get wisdom. Get understanding. I think that's another proverb as well. And if, where you, if you want to start, start in the book of Proverbs. Uh, I actually had three other points, but I stayed so long on that. So um, I might come back to this later. This is a good topic. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the JRK Podcast. Uh, as you can see, um, the reason why I didn't theme the podcast a certain way is a lot of times it's just going to be me. It's just going to be me talking uh, about topics that I've been thinking about, things that I've been going through this week. Um, and I know that a lot of y'all really prefer me to stay on the topic of farming. I definitely am going to get some. I'm, I'm going to get some guests on. I might even see if I can get my dad to come on and talk about you know his past in farming get some other friends and and you know we can get on and uh, shoot the bull about all that um pretty cool this week uh i trolled taylor swift and called her a uh 
childless aging cat lady uh, because of she made the cover of Time magazine and she had a cat on her shoulders. And I was totally joking. She's in her, you know, mid-30s. And, uh, you know, aging, I guess, you know, what, 35 is a geriatric pregnancy medically. So I was sort of very tongue-in-cheek. But uh, next episode, I'm going to get a couple of my very close friends on, and we're going to talk about the case for having children. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Y'all be ready for that. Um, Christmas is coming up. Don't forget, uh, I have five, six, seven Christmas songs recorded. And um, what I'm, I'm hoping that I can announce it very soon, we are looking to do um, one more Christmas show. We did a private show, and we really enjoyed it as a band. And so I'm hoping we can do one locally here in Lubbock, um, possibly outside if we can't find the right place. But I'm talking to somebody right now. If we can make it work, we're going to do a Christmas show before Christmas. It's going to be earlier um, in the evening. still going to be, you know, when everybody's off of work so that y'all can come. And we're just going to do maybe an hour, a little, maybe a little more of a Christmas show, do some Christmas songs. And um, what else? Yeah, stream, buy merch. I still got a ton of deer corn. Hit me up if you want some. It's still the cheapest around. Um, I'm, I'm out of round bales, uh, at least as far as y'all are concerned. Better keep the rest of them. Um, yeah, y'all just keep a lookout. I would love it if you would like, share, leave a five-star review, and think of one friend who you think might like to check out the show, send them the link. Um, man, that would be awesome. Uh, those those kind of, you know, paying it forward type deals and contacting a friend directly, say, hey, I thought of you when I listened to this episode. Something like that. Man, that would be great. That really has helped a lot. Um, I'm averaging about 50-something listeners a week. So in the last, you know, it's been about 10 weeks, maybe 8, 10 weeks, something like that, that I've been putting podcasts out. It's about doubled. I started, you know, the first three or four or five weeks, I was having about 20. So it's was well, more than a little more than doubled. Um, make sure to hit the follow or the subscribe um, buttons uh, on Apple, Spotify. I think I've now got it on Google and Amazon and a few other different podcasting outlets. Um, still working on YouTube regularly because of my internet connection. Uh, but yeah, man, y'all have a great week. I'm not going to go too long. Uh, take care. Thank you.